0: Welcome to Ride With Us, presented by the American Coaster Enthusiasts, the world's largest ride enthusiast organization dedicated to the appreciation, promotion, and preservation of roller coasters across the globe. Please keep your hands and feet inside the podcast at all times, as we welcome your hosts, Jessica Gardner and John Davidson.
1: H is for Hello Coaster Enthusiasts. Jessica with a J here. You know, so many of our members have amazing creative talents and share their love for roller coasters in all sorts of ways. And today we have an ACE member who is also an author. She wrote the children's book, R is for Roller Coaster, a book of gorgeous coaster photography that not only shows, but teaches about coasters which may help young ones get over their intimidation. I don't know. I'm not a mom. She is. We're going to talk about all of that and more with her today. Please welcome Amy Carver. Amy, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for being here. So we're going to get to know you a little bit more before
0: we dive into your book. Uh, Tell me, where are you from? Where do you live? So I was actually born and raised in New York City, in the Bronx to be specific, Um, and I grew up going to Coney Island. Um, And then in my early 30s, I ended up moving out to Utah. So now I currently live in Utah in a city called Farmington, walking distance to my current home park, Lagoon walking distance yes really 0.8 miles that's my oh my god that's really walking distance (laughs) And I just
1: noticed you're wearing a lagoon shirt no one can see you but that's what
0: she's wearing so you call lagoon your home park now yes my my current home park is lagoon and I can literally look out my kitchen window and see cannibal and at night I can look out our bathroom window and see rock at the drop tower cannibal and the ferris wheel all it up at night it's it's the coolest thing um but when i was growing up in new york city like i said coney island was my closest home park and then i also had uh playland which was in rye in westchester county and then my biggest major park was about a 90 minute drive down to jersey to six flags great adventure so i had several awesome parks at my disposal growing up and now lagoon is practically in my backyard I mean, that's just amazing. I love mm-hmm. that. So, would what coaster would you say got you
1: into coasters, or was there a person who got you into roller coasters?
0: I just was always kind of a little thrill seeker in training. Um, my my <laughs> first roller coaster, I was five years old, and it was the Kitty Coaster at Playland. And it's a it's a historic coaster that's been there, I think, since the 1920s or 1930s. And it just kind of kicked everything off for me there. And um, I would want to ride the coaster at the county fair. And as soon as I was tall enough and luckily I was tall enough, I was tall for my age. I would just kind of go on anything and everything. And that's kind of how it began. Wow. So you never had any fears? You never were no, nervous? No, not at all. I was. I went for it from an early age. <laughs> and back in, you know, I, I was born in the very, very early 80s. And, uh, you know, there weren't the coasters around then that there are now. So a lot of my first coasters were Arrow Loopers and wooden roller coasters. And then I gradually built my way up to the, the Hypers and the Gigas and the Stratas as I got older. So when did you join Ace? So I was actually a member of ACE way, way, way back when I was a teenager and I came across this. This was before the internet was so prolific. And before all we had all these resources like Facebook and Instagram, I found out about ACE. And I remember uh, having my mom help me write a check and and sign up oh a, a, a mail-in <laughs> application form because I really wanted to get the paper newsletter or the magazine yes. or whatever they had back then. So yeah, I was I was a member back in my teen years. And then um, kind of let it lapse in my, my 20s and 30s, just life got in the way and, and whatnot. And now that I am a mom and a wife and a, a family person, I have my whole family as members of ACE. We have a family what? membership. My my six-year-old son, my husband, who never thought he'd be an ACE member, now he's an ACE <laughs> member too. So we are a proud ACE family for the past few years, um, ever since my son started getting into roller coasters.
1: Your six-year-old son is also into roller coasters. Yes,
0: he is. He's six and a half. He's going to turn seven this summer. And he has 35 credits. You're kidding. Good for him. (laughs) Wow. He takes after his mama. (laughs) So he also, no fear? No fear. He went on his first coaster when he was two and a half. <laughs> you know, slightly at my prompting, you know, puff the little fire dragon here at Lagoon, which was also my husband's first coaster when he was a kid. So that was a super cute reference. Um, and you know, he didn't really know what was happening. So I would say he didn't probably willingly get into coaster riding until about four and a half, five years old. But from about five to six and a half, it's just taken off and we've we've gone on several roller coaster trips and he now has 35 credits. And I'm so
1: wow. <laughs> Is he one of those kids who like stands over by the height requirement just to try to see how tall oh, he yeah. needs to be?
0: <laughs> we, we measure height at home. We have a, an area on our wall that we measure with pencil so that he can know when he hits each milestone. So like the day he hit 46 inches was a big deal because Lagoon has 46 as a number of coaster requirement heights. And then 48 was a really big deal. And now he's 49 and three eighths, he likes to tell you. And in shoes, he hits the 50 inch mark. So now he can go <laughs> on coasters with 50 inches. So he's he's gunning for 54. We don't think it's going to happen this summer. So maybe next summer uh, when we go to Cedar Point, he might be tall enough mm. for everything.
1: Oh, I hope he is. <laughs> I hope he has a growth spurt and yes, can do it. Because that's the dream, right? I think mm-hmm. all of us as coaster enthusiasts who are thinking about having kids, starting to have families, Think you know? Well, wouldn't it be great to be able to enjoy this the same way that I enjoy it? You know, Mm -hmm. to be able to take my family with me. I know people who have um, spouses that aren't into it, but the you know that's one thing. But it's another thing when it's like you would really love to have. I think your child get to enjoy this with you and see it the way that you see it. So as a mom, I mean, I mean, maybe your son was just born like this the way (laughs) that you are. But do you have advice for people? I mean, I. I have to say, I even when I was at uh Atlanta for Air Force One, mm-hmm. I met a kid, a uh, family, a mom and a uh, daughter and son. And the daughter would go on everything. And the son knew things about roller coasters and companies, and but he was too, too nervous, like mm-hmm. he just wasn't there yet. And so he would get in line and try to work up the car and still not go. And Aww. he spent the whole day there and not go. So anyway, I'd love to hear from you advice and thoughts for,
0: <laughs> for parents or potential parents on how to get your kids to be a coaster enthusiast. Sure. I mean, I from the moment I found out I was pregnant, I was looking forward to the day that I would get to take my son or daughter on a coaster. It was one of the very first thoughts I had, not about names, not anything. It's like, oh, God, I really got a little ride, buddy! Yay! And so, um, like I said, when he he went on his first roller coaster when he was two and a half, and so we started the first time he ever went to Lagoon. He was only about ten months old, and so. We, I would say the best advice I have is start young, take them to the amusement park. Obviously, they can't go on anything other than the train and the carousel. And that's what we did with him. And just have him there. And he was just so fascinated looking and watching Colossus go around the loops twice and watching Wicked blast off and take off and and watching all the coasters around him. So he was very intrigued. And then we had season passes, of course, and we would go almost every weekend, even just to walk around and see. And so just familiarize them with the amusement park environment. It's loud. There's a lot of things to look at. It's very stimulating and have them look at the roller coasters. And then as soon as they hit the height requirement, just go for it. I mean, he at two and a half, he really didn't have a a feeling either way we just kind of sat with him on puff and took him on and he was like oh okay you know and just just go for it no
1: tears no tears
0: oh no, no tears at all wow. we, um, we had a gopro we filmed the whole thing oh. so that we could have his reaction you know uh forever and um and yeah and so we just took him on puff and then the next coaster he was tall enough was uh, bambora and we we just took him on that and he was a little iffy on bambora but um we, uh, you know, we just we just kept we kept at it, and the other thing I would say is I watch a lot of YouTube videos uh, that coaster vloggers make, and he especially sparked to the POV videos, the point of view videos, where. Um, whomever is filming has a camera either attached to their chest or their wrist, and it makes you feel like you're actually riding the coaster. And so he would sit with me in the living room and watch POV videos from about three, four years of age. And I would talk to him about them. And I would say what the coaster's name is. We would talk about the colors. We would talk about how it sounds and just make it super interesting and fun. And then he would start asking, can we watch lagoon video. Can we watch cannibal? Can we watch this? Can we watch that? And so that just became a, an activity we did. And especially during the pandemic, when we were we were quarantined at home for a while, that was a big part of how we passed the time was watching vlogs of, of YouTubers who go, who previous videos made at amusement parks around the world. And we watched a lot of roller coaster videos and he got super excited about it. And um, what led me to my book is I started looking for other books online, anything I could find that was kid appropriate roller coaster material, I would buy for him and uh, expose him to it. And it was just between seeing the roller coasters at the amusement park, watching the YouTube videos, reading the books, hearing mommy talk, getting the magazine from Ace in the mail. He just kind of created this world of his own and he's, he's super into it now, he loves coasters.
1: Oh, that's so great. I love that so much. Advice for people whose kids are the type that'll scream and cry. Do you do you think that they're if they if that's them, do you think there's anything they can do? Or
0: I I mean, I would say don't push it. I think it would be detrimental to force them to go on anything that they're truly not ready for. And then to have them have a meltdown and then have them have such a negative association with rides is probably not the best idea. So even if you have to just kind of grit your teeth, bear it, be super patient, wait another season, wait till next summer, you know, what, by the time when my son was tall enough to ride wicked uh, at Lagoon, he, he wasn't ready and I didn't push him. I waited until he said, mommy, I think, I think this is the weekend. And because I did that it was his own decision. He went on his own volition and he loved it. And now he'll go on again. So biggest piece of advice is listen to your child, know your child, don't push it, be as encouraging as possible and give them all the resources that I talked about, uh, but but never never force them. I love that.
1: Yes. So I want to learn a little bit more about um, the book. You mentioned it Mm -hmm. and how you came to write it, but are you a writer by, did you go to school for, like, tell me about your background.
0: (laughs) No, I've, I've always loved writing and I've always been a big book nerd and, and you know, reading comprehension, English, writing, all that creative writing. Those are my favorite subjects growing up in school. But no, I actually went to traditional business school and have a degree in marketing and um, had about a 15 year career before I had my son in the world of brand management and PR and events and stuff like that. So, no, I I don't have a a formal background in writing. Um, The way I kind of came about this idea was I was making an Amazon wish list for my son, for Christmas, I think the Christmas he was about to turn, or he was three or three and a half. And I could find many roller coaster books that were geared towards children, and that were what I wanted, which was kind of a bare bones overview of the roller coaster world and terminology that he could learn all the different words like airtime and g-force and strata and all the different there wasn't anything like that out there and so i just started compiling a list on my own and that kind of gave birth <laughs> to this book project that took about two years and i worked on it during the pandemic as well and um, created this abc guide for for future thrill seekers
1: I love it. So let's sort of describe it to everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. First of all, it's phenomenal. Oh, the um the I love everything that you chose. I love <laughs> that, you know, it starts with like A is for is airtime, right? Airtime, yeah. And but then it also says A is also for, and it lists a bunch of coaster terms that also begin with the letter A. Mm-hmm. And next to every on every so every page, every book, every page turn is a different letter. And then there's also a, a photo to go along with it. And the photos you chose are phenomenal. So
0: tell me about choosing those photos. So Of course, in a perfect world, I would love to travel the world with an endless budget and lots of fancy camera equipment and take all my own photos. But if you missed it, she's a mom. Yeah, not not in the cards for a a middle class mom from Utah. So what I did was I I poured over stock photos and and photo artists that I could find online and um, either negotiated proper rights or purchased proper rights to use their photography and then source them all in the back of the book so and i tried to find a mix of coasters that were both coasters that are near and dear to my heart and also coasters that are on my coaster bucket list and also coasters that represent favorites from all over the world so not just the united states there's ones in canada there's um ones in england uh there's even one from japan actually yeah. more than one from Japan. So just trying the to think- X's of X's from Japan. I, yeah. was, I, mm-hmm. I, I admit that I flipped forward to X because I was oh. like,
1: what is she going to do for X? Right, <laughs> X-Rail.
0: <laughs> so that, that was a tricky one. And um, and luckily a large part of my research went into finding just the right photo to illustrate the main concept. So um, like you said, each page, it's, it's an alphabetical guide. So it starts with A, goes to Z. Each page has a main term. That starts with that letter, such as A is for airtime or Z is for zero G roll. Then I found a photo that represented that image, gave a very easy to digest, easy to understand kid appropriate definition of what that term meant. And then I brainstormed every single roller coaster term I could possibly think of that also started with that letter. Also consulted my cousin, Ryan, who's a coaster enthusiast, um, any kind of resource I could find online just to make sure I ran the gamut of every coaster term that started with that letter. Uh, And like you mentioned, I said, A is also four and then list anywhere from Uh, zero, because some of the the letters are really hard to define, like K or Q, but other letters like R or S or T have, you know, 30 or 40 terms. So I was able to put them all in one spot so that moms, dads, grandparents, aunts, uncles, brothers, sisters could have this one-stop shop guide that they could teach their kiddo every term imaginable that starts with that letter, and it can help them both learn their alphabet and practice reading. And at the same time, learn about all these coaster terms um, by they can ask questions about them. They can learn what they are. And then the person reading can have the fun of describing them. I love that. So letter recognition and and you're also
1: learning terminology and physics and mechanics and engineering, I mean, all about the design and appreciation of these amazing thrill rides. I think it's just, it's just brilliant. Who needs A's for Aardvark again? You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, this is, this is so, and it's so fun and something you can enjoy. And honestly, I even if without kids I think this is a great book to just you know as a coaster enthusiast to have on the shelf is like a little coffee table book mm-hmm. I think as well um but yeah were were you hoping that this would maybe take some of the fear out of it for for children if were, was that like a thought at all
0: not necessarily fear I think I, I did it more to encourage enthusiasm enthusiasm I'm sorry enthusiasm so that you can create little enthusiasts in training and um just to, to help people, help the children learn about the different terminology and just get excited about someday conquering their first hyper, their first giga, their first strata, the best woody in the world. You know, they they have all these terms at their disposal now and their, their coaster geek mom or dad can uh, show off a little bit. <laughs> or first, auntie. Or auntie. Or, yeah. auntie, exactly, <laughs> or big brother and um, explain these terms and, and get the kiddos excited to like, now my son Mason he's obviously too young and too, too short still to go on an X rail coaster, a, a, a 40 free spin coaster. But, um, he knows whenever he sees, uh, a picture of one, he'll be like, oh, that coaster has an X rail, right, mommy. And he'll yeah! just Woo-hoo! say these terms that like your average <laughs> six-year-old wouldn't know <laughs> unless they, they have an enthusiast in their family. Um, and, and even maybe enthusiasts, adult enthusiasts might not be familiar with all of these terms either and so it's it's fun to I've heard adult enthusiasts read through my book and say you know what I I I haven't thought about all these terms or I didn't know this term existed or I had to look that one up and and it's amazing to to kind of educate both young and old
1: that's so fun all right so (laughs) what's your favorite letter in
0: the book Oh, I would, I would probably have to say R is for roller coaster, because th- that's one of my favorite pictures. It's it's a photo from the parking lot at Six Flags Magic Mountain. Yeah. And it has like so many of the roller coasters all overlapping. And it's just this crazy spider web of coaster track. And I rem- I'll i never forget my first time at Magic Mountain. It was just overwhelming. And I got chills and maybe even cried. And that that's why I chose that photo, because there's there's no park other than probably Cedar point that would represent in the U S roller coasters as well. And, but that shot that you get from the parking lot where they're all so condensed and together. So good. Yes. So iconic. And so that's, that's probably my favorite page. (laughs) All right. And which letter was the most challenging? I'm going to guess why I'm going to guess why Why was one of them. It was Mm. probably, um, X, I well X I found X rail pretty quickly. So X that that got checked off. It was um, K, J, and Y. Actually not K. K. K was hard because I couldn't think of any other terms other than kitty coaster. Right. Okay. It's an obvious one. And then on the <laughs> K is also far, I drew a blank. And I'm welcome to. uh, I'm open to any um,
1: future revisions. (laughs) Yes, future revision
0: opinions and options. Um, And then Jay, I ended up choosing jostle, jostle side to side and up and down in your seat. And I found a great photo of a Woody in um, over in Europe that that kind of showed that. Uh, action shot of, of how you move in a roller coaster. So I thought that was great, but I didn't have, I have, uh, I think, Jojo Roll, Junior Coaster, and Junior Immelman, so that J was a bit tricky. And then Y, just like K, I only have a regular term and no additional terms. Y, I have YELL. You you, Mm -hmm. you Yelling on a roller coaster makes riding it so much more fun with your hands up in the air. I agree. (laughs) That that seemed like a good fit. And I I found this great shot of the Lego Technic coaster at Legoland that my son absolutely adores that coaster. So that was why I put that coaster in there uh, of a, a father and daughter with their hands up yelling because, you know, what coaster ride is complete without a little scream.
1: Yeah, but there's no other Y terms. I can't no, think I of no. I could not
0: think of any other I why. Sat there and was like, or what K? else is there. <laughs> yes, I am totally open to suggestions, though I can make revisions on the fly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you actually read your book uh, for an ACE digital event. The ACE yes. members absolutely loved it. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience?
0: Yes, I, I was a little nervous because I, I hadn't done anything, I hadn't done webinars in a really long time. My my previous marketing life, I did a lot of webinars, but being a stay-at-home mom for six years, I had to kind of dust off the cobwebs and <laughs> dust off the computer. And it was, it was, I felt so honored to be able to be speaking live to other ACE members across the world. And I read my book for the first time to a to an actual audience. So it was super yeah. special that it was ace. Um, and my son sat on the carpet next to me for moral support and, and it was just, it was super cute and every, it, it had a great reception and I, I felt really proud to read that to you guys. That's awesome.
1: Are you planning on maybe writing more in the future? And will you stick to roller coasters or we branch? <laughs> what, what are you thinking? What's next?
0: Yes. So I actually, this is the first time I'm talking about it. I Ooh. actually wrote a second book. You did not. A- oh, yes. it's an exclusive. All yes, right. Tell us. Phrase. We're breaking the news. <laughs> uh, and um, it's called Good Night Roller Coasters. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Because, you know, I read books to my son every single night and his favorite ones are like goodnight, goodnight good night, construction site and good night, baseball, good night, trucks, you know, but there's no goodnight roller coasters. And so, again, out of a necessity for my own child, I was like, you know what? I'm sure there's plenty of roller coaster enthusiasts, parents, grandparents, aunties that would love to read a roller coaster book to their kids at night. And so I wrote my own, and um, this one I'm I'm hoping to take even bigger. I so I self published my first one. Um, it was it was, it's a niche book, a niche book that I really couldn't find a, a publisher for. But this one is more of a traditional story. It's a narrative that takes the reader through morning to night at a day at a theme park, and it's modeled after my own son's exploration at Lagoon from being small enough to ride one coaster and, and working his way up to the big ones. And so it's it's not published yet. Um, I'm shopping it around. I have it in with uh, an agent or two to see what can become of it. But I I, fingers and toes crossed that this will be something that I can produce in the next year or so. I definitely I I want this to be a traditional children's book with regard to illustrations. So I will need an illustrator. It's not something that I can just easily you know, splice in some photos. So this is going to be a, a, a much bigger project, but the words are done and I'm, I'm super excited and super proud of it. I can't wait to do a reading with you guys when it's actually oh out my there.
1: Gosh. <laughs> I love this so much. This is so great. I could even see it being a little animated short. Oh, I just love this idea. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. You know what? In fact, let's talk about a little bit more because I'm sure we have other members who are writers. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk a little bit about self-publishing and what that was like for you?
0: Sure. So like I mentioned, I first tried to shop it around. I sent query letters to a bunch of different publishers. For the first book, I, I didn't um, I didn't try to get an agent. I, I wasn't I was kind of green in this whole space. I've never done anything like this sure, before. Sure have a marketing background and I'm a mom. I'm not a writer or a publisher. Um, yes, and why, you are. <laughs> now you it. are. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I sent it around and, and I got a few very polite replies that say, this is a bit too niche for us and good luck and <laughs> Godspeed. And uh, I, I took about a year to shop it around and just wasn't getting anywhere. And so I started researching the world of self-publishing. And um, I, you know, there's a lot of what are called vanity publishers out there where they they charge an arm and a leg upwards of, you know, $5,000 to publish your book. And so what I read was you really shouldn't be charged to self-publish yeah. other than maybe just an initial setup fee or something like that. So I went through a reputable uh, self-publishing company that didn't charge very much at all. And I was able to set it up with them and they link directly to Amazon, Barnes and Noble's website and an And just a general catalog that across North America that stores and shops anywhere from your mom and pop shop all the way up to a a Barnes and Noble could link into to purchase for their store if they should show choose, you know, if, if my book catches their eye. Otherwise, it's printed on demand. So if you go on and order through Amazon Prime, my book will be printed just for you and will oh. ship directly to you. Same with Barnes and Noble's website. It's up on Barnes and Noble and it's print on demand. If you wanted to go to a Barnes and Noble, you could order my book and they can ship it to the store for you. But as of now, I'm not lucky enough to have it on the shelves anywhere. But print on demand is nice because I, I didn't have to pay for any overhead and I just market the book on my own. And... As sales are placed, book is printed, book is shipped. I don't have to do that from a room in my basement, for example. Yeah. Um, oh, the, the con of that is so that that's a big, big pro. The mm-hmm. con of that, though, is because I'm not working with a publishing house or an agent, I don't have the resources to get the book out there in terms of marketing and PR. I don't have a foot in the door that a lot of publishers and agents would have.
1: Right. So okay. I have
0: to pound the pavement on my own. And I've been sending query letters to Six Flags Corporate, Cedar Fair Corporate, and I had some nibbles, but nothing's actually ever come to fruition because my dream is to have the book in every gift shop across yes. you know, North America and Europe and Asia, any, any amusement park gift shop, I would love them to sell my book. If you have any connections out there, let me know because I have tried so hard to, to get in touch with buyers from all the major theme parks. And like i said there's interest but because i'm just this tiny little fish in a big pond and i don't have a publisher and i'm i don't have the resources to really make this happen on my own it's it's hard to make that business deal come mm-hmm. to fruition because i'm not operating where i can just ship out a bunch of books and take purchase orders it's all on demand through a self publishing unit so that's definitely the con of the route I took, which is why with goodnight roller coasters, I'm hoping to go the more traditional route and to have a marketing partner and an illustrator and, you know, run the full gamut soup to nuts with another partner. So again, if if anyone has any any yeah. ideas, any tips, any tricks, any connections, I am all ears and would love you forever. <laughs> Hit her up. In fact, the,
1: yes. this is a great segue and to tell us how people can get in touch with you.
0: Sure. Um, so I have an Instagram page that I run for the book, which is R is for roller coaster. So you can just search that and I'm there. And then my email address is also su- super simple. R is for roller coaster at gmail.com. And so those are the two ways you can either contact me through direct messenger on Instagram or comment on one of my posts. I try to post every day or every other day or through my Gmail account. I, let's make this happen let's make this happen <laughs> Anybody <laughs> yes, has illustrators connection? publishers agents anyone
1: listen I've definitely seen I've definitely seen a beautiful illustrations out there so you never know yeah. you never know um, and any advice that you would just have for for someone who might want to be starting writing their first book like I think you know opening the computer and typing that first letter is like this yeah, can be scary just, just
0: go for it I mean to think where I was when I started this idea back in 2019 on my couch with a baby basically a baby uh, and and now here I am and my my own child is reading my book and taking my book on trips where we're riding the coasters in the book like it's it was such a process but it's so inspirational that the, the feeling you get that I have is, is is such satisfaction. So I would say, even if you have this idea, open up your computer, start typing, or even just what I did, I had a notebook and a pen and paper and just started writing ideas. I had A, B, C, and I, I just brainstormed all the ideas I could think of. And then I ran it by my husband, ran it by my cousin, ran it by other enthusiast friends that I have, and um, just kind of went with it and didn't, give up. And even though I kind of hit the obstacle of, of not being able to find a true blue publisher and getting this out in the more traditional channels, there are other options. Just be open to other options. Be patient. Self-publishing is becoming more and more popular, more and more respected and uh, didn't really require much money at all. It just required time and imagination and uh, creativity and passion and and it happens so i'd say go for it I love that you are so inspiring. What oh, a great story you. you have about <laughs> all of this, and like
1: the book is really, really good. Oh, and I you. think amazing. I cannot wait for your second one. Um, speaking of being excited and inspired, uh, the Ace Fall Conference. Has oh been my goodness! it's
0: at Lagoon. I, uh- <laughs> I, I literally let out a squeal when I when I saw the the icon of uh, the, the graphic for it. Uh, we we put it on our family's calendar. We're gonna make sure we're not out of town. We're here Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's in that uh, in October. We're hoping to get to go to SNS headquarters. Yeah. I mean, we've we've gone to SNS headquarters just to look at everything in their field but we're hoping to actually get behind the scenes and get inside the building and a tour maybe get some exclusive ride time at lagoon and primordial the new coaster that they're building will yeah, be open you've been by following
1: then the, i follow you on instagram you have fun yeah. following the construction about that yes huh? that- I, I
0: post weekly construction updates so if you're interested in seeing what primordial's update what what primordial is up to definitely check out my page so we're going to have a brand new coaster at lagoon which will bring our count up to 11. So there'll be 11 coasters for ACE enthusiasts to ride. And then Logan, Utah, where SNS is headquartered is only about 45 minutes to an hour. So it's going to be great. And I'm going to be so excited to meet everybody and have everyone in my backyard.
1: (laughs) I am hoping to be there. So I hope we get to meet in person.
0: Yes, that would be great. Um, Advice for Lagoon first-timers? Let's see. Definitely get there at (laughs) Rope Drop. Obviously. Um yeah. and so, <laughs> force and firm. for for? How's and the foremost, food? How's the food? Actually, Lagoon food is really good. They have a restaurant called Beer Garden, and they have local Utah brews and some of the best theme park food I have ever had. Like they have a tomato and mozzarella caprese, uh, with with pesto and balsamic glaze on a piece of sourdough bread, like something you would never expect at an amusement park, and it is delicious and fresh and healthy dare i say at an amusement park so their their food is the best highly recommend beer garden at lagoon and also if you're a beer drinker we have tons of full local utah brews because utah's full of breweries so you can come here and, and try some beer um if you want to do cannibal first go left, that's all the way over to the left, a cannibal. And now where primordial is going to be, that's at the far left side of the park. If you want to go and do our classic Schwarzkopf, which is Colossus and then do wicked spider and wild mouse, that's all the way to the right. So you can make that determination. And then Kitty Land's kind of in the middle and we have a great, great Kitty Land. It's super cute. has tons of rides, has a couple of Zimperla rides for kids and a couple of very, very classic rides for nice. kids that have been there for, I don't know, 60 years. And then we have what's called Pioneer Village, which is just incredible. It's like an actual old um, Mormon village from the late 1800s that picked up and moved and put Whoa. into this area. So you, it's it's super historical. You can wander through an old apothecary, an old ice cream shop that has now been turned into a real ice cream shop, an old dentist and there's this all sorts of hidden treasures at Lagoon. It's, it's a park that's unlike any park I've ever been at. And uh, it has great food, great kiddie land, great roller coasters, great history, lots to do. Well,
1: you're definitely selling it. So, I'm <laughs> ready. Let's go. I didn't know that yes. about the Mormon oh, Village. Yeah. That's going to super some,
0: cute. Yep. not and For the um it. the event in October, Frightmares will be on, which Ooh. is their annual Halloween event and you don't have to pay extra and they turn the park into all these different walk-through haunted attractions that are rated anywhere from like one spider for kids all the way up to five spiders for like hardcore <laughs> horror enthusiasts. And they are they go all out. With these, like I, for, for, for a family owned park that's not Cedar Fair and not Six Flags and not Disney, they knock it out of the park. So I think everybody who's into Halloween will be pleasantly surprised by Fright Mayors.
1: Well, I can't wait. Thank you for all of that. That was so amazing, Amy. And thank you so much for coming and talking to all of us. You're so inspiring. I love your story. Everybody needs to own this book, and I hope you'll all check it out. Ours for Roller Coaster. And we're definitely going to be keeping an eye on whatever you're doing next. Um, you. And, you know, even just more construction photos of Primordial. Everybody follow at Ours for Roller Coaster on Instagram. And if you have any questions for us here at the podcast, you can always reach out to us. Podcast at aceonline.org is our email. We are always uh, checking Instagram. Uh, Ace is everywhere, really. Ride with Ace on Instagram, TikTok. We have a Discord. We're on Facebook, of course. And if you're interested in the fall conference, always be checking the website, ridewithace.com. Under events, the events calendar lists all the upcoming events that you can sign up for. And if you're following us on all the other channels and social medias, then you'll also see there as well uh, when that registration will be open. Amy, thank you again so much for being here. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. T is for thank you all for listening. And I hope you all get to ride a roller coaster this week. We'll see you next time.
0: Ride With Us is produced by the American Coaster Enthusiasts, a registered 501c3 organization. Visit RideWithAce.com for additional information, and we will see you at the parks.